Put industry leading, difference making, and tomorrow shaping on your to-do list. Explore Deloitte technology careers at deloitte.com slash tech careers and engineer your future at Deloitte. Now streaming. I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that's ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. Um, I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike, now streaming only on Hulu. I'm Colin Horton. I'm an award-winning surveyor, part-time property investor, and self-confessed entrepreneur. I believe that business is all about getting to know the people that you're dealing with, and that's exactly what we're going to be doing on this podcast. We'll be having in-depth chats, asking the personal questions, and ultimately, getting candid. Good morning, guys. Thank you for tuning into today's podcast. I'm absolutely buzzing with today's guest. We finally got around to getting it done. And um, this guy's got some wicked energy and I think he's going to be a great guest and something completely different to anyone we've had thus far. Uh, I've got uh, Mr. David Templer with me today. Um, David, my friend, would you like to introduce yourself, mate, if that's all right? Of course. First of all, thank you for having me on the podcast. Um, second of all, my name's David Templer. Um, do you know what? I actually don't know what I do. It's, it's a hard one to describe. So <laughs> Colin and I met at university and I was studying international business. I've since gone on to get my PT qualification. I've got an online personal training business. I run um, F45 Highgate, so I'm head trainer there, and then also do various bits on social media, content creating. So I've nice. been Mate, it's, uh, do you know what? It's nice to like, diversify a bit about what you do because like, sometimes you speak to people and their, their whole life is just one profession. And I think you've got so many different avenues and stuff about you so i'm intrigued to kind of delve a little bit deeper mate a lot of them i find fascinating and i think like i always say i get loads of free business advice and advice about how to do things on these podcasts so it's great for me mate so first and foremost mate i really want to touch base on the f45 stuff because um we don't actually have that where i'm from down here so i don't think a lot of people will know what f45 is so i'll get you to explain that in a bit uh i'm a bit of a you know fitness freak i love going to the gym and stuff and i know you are extremely fit my friend ladies is a is a real dish so um <laughs> um do you want to tell people a bit about the f45 how you got into that um cause it's a bit different to general gyms isn't it yeah so i mean f45 in its simplest form the f stands for functional 45 is the amount of minutes you work out for so functional fitness are exercises that are going to benefit your day-to-day life um and i guess i, I like f45 because you see lots of people saying do these 20 minute hit sessions, but it's really not enough to make a difference to your life. Whereas 45 minutes working intense is a pretty hard workout. Um, and it actually came about. So at the time I'd moved back to Portsmouth and I was working just for a single client at the time, um, ended up falling out with him actually, and had to move back to London. Then in doing so this job came about, there was a new F45 studio opening in Hampstead Heath. Um, somebody got in contact and said, would you like a role? And I said from the start, I don't want to be head trainer um, because I was I was focused on my online personal training stuff. Anyway, I ended up becoming head trainer here and now it's been absolutely brilliant. I mean, it's opened loads of doors for me and I just love it. It's, it's completely different from one-to-one personal training, that group environment, 
Um, there's just so much energy in the classes and it really is a good time. Mate, it looks class. Like I've, I've watched the videos and stuff and like, I is it like, it's not dissimilar to kind of CrossFit training, is it? I don't think in terms. It's like, so CrossFit is traditionally quite clicky, isn't it? Now, yeah. functional training essentially is what CrossFit is, but I feel like it builds the bridge between the two. It's quite female dominant as well. So it's great for getting women into lifting. Um, but I've seen the plans for the future of F45 and it's interesting. There's a lot of cool stuff coming. There's lots of new equipment that's got a crossover with uh, with CrossFit. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great space to be in. I think you'd like it. Yeah, mate, I'd love to give it a go. The brand's cool. Like, cause we had, we actually, a gym came up around here and I was like, I think that like the F45 kind of franchise model would work really well down here. Uh, cause like I say, I think it is quite female dominated and um, it's one of those ones where I find gyms can be quite obviously male dominated. They are, especially in Essex, they are just full of geezers. Um, <laughs> and so I, I, you know, it's quite nice to have some women in the gym. It kind of spurs you on a little bit. Um, and I'm guessing where you are, do you get, I guess you get some decent clientele down there, didn't you? Compared to um, like generic kind of spit and sawdust kind of gyms. It's decent quality people. It's good. But what I like is that, you could come into the gym and you wouldn't know anything about anybody. It's just a real good environment. Like we've got people who are on like, there's a guy that comes in, he's on multiple boards for these massive companies. And when they're in the gym, they're just a normal person. And it's quite yeah. cool. But obviously Hamster's quite a wealthy area as well. Um, so yeah, you get all sorts of different people in there. It's pretty, pretty so, good. So that's my first time. I strolled in what happens. Talk me through it. So, it's my first, so I'm, a bit, I'm a bit nervous. I'm coming in. It's my first time. I'm like, don't worry it. about it. Nobody knows what they're doing the first time they come in anyway. It is actually a little bit weird at the moment because we're operating under a socially distanced, um, or with the, the gym is socially distanced. So normally you'd be working your way through the different exercises, but we've got 18 different stations set up. So everybody does a different workout. And it's actually pretty cool what F45 have done. Um, they've reacted really well to COVID. Um, and they've basically built this huge database behind um, and it plays your own workout on the screen. So there's sort of nine different screens around the room, and you just need to look at your one and all the equipment's around you. So it's really, really simple. You just say, come in, stand in your square, watch the TV, and I'm here to help you, essentially. Um, so there's really nothing to worry about. Mate, that sounds banging, to be fair. Where you, Hampstead, you say you are. Yeah, right next to Gospel Oak Station. Nice, nice. I might have to come down, mate, one day. You have I don't to come know where up. close it. Where is the closest? I don't know where the closest one is to. Is well, there's actually one, one in Chelmsford. There's one in Chelmsford. Oh, well, I mean, we South End boys don't don't get down to Chelmsford, right? <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're everywhere now. They're popping up. I mean, it's it's a global franchise. Mark Wahlberg's invested into it. There's, oh, I think David Beckham is. There's all sorts of people. Yeah, they're really, really popping up everywhere. Is that something you don't want to do? or? Um, well, we may as well talk about it now, actually. So I've actually got a big challenge that I'm just going to start. Um so there's basically something in F45 called the playoffs and it's 10 exercises, 45 seconds on, 15 seconds off. And you do them back to back and essentially you can get a score of a thousand. That's sort of like what they've capped it out at. They think the maximum score you can get is a thousand. Now they do this, um, an event, a playoffs event. And I know the guy who won the last one. So I want to try and train for a year to get the world's best playoff score, just because I think it's going to give, well, it's going to add value to the studio it's going to give me some sort of motivation to work towards in my goal. And I love like, I love setting myself things to do. So I think for me, it's going to be good and it's all kicking off next Friday. So as I said, we're just, we're operating in socially distant squares at the moment. So there's nine different workouts going on at any one time in the studio. And I'm going to try and do all nine of those workouts in one day. So I had a meeting with a company uh, a couple of days ago, a videographer's putting it all together for me. 
Um, and the title for YouTube is going to be Burning 5,000 Calories in 7 Hours. So oh, that's what I'm going to be trying to do next Friday. Oh, mate, fair play. Um, I'm raising money for children with cancer. So hopefully it'll be a pretty good thing. Oh, mate, that's 5,000 calories. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Mate, I don't, I, what, did they, what did the score? Did the, was it 1,000 points last year? I can't remember. No, so the, the max they say you can get is 1,000. And it's like assuming you can do 25 pull-ups in 45 seconds, which, I mean, if you could do 25 pull-ups anyway is a pretty decent feat but doing it in 45 yeah. seconds after you've just rode and all sorts of other stuff um but yeah i'm going to try and get as close to a thousand as possible and see see what happens it's, it's going to be a, a, a nice long challenge over a year-long period so oh mate yeah. best of luck mate that, i'm guessing that's all going to be over instagram and tiktok so you can kind of we can follow yeah that. so i'm actually hiring at the moment i'm looking for an intern to help me with videography editing and just a bit of general admin stuff so i'm hoping that they can focus on the youtube stuff and sort of document me doing this yeah, I saw that because I saw. So, just to touch on your own personal training side of things. We've actually had a personal trainer on here before. She was um, a girl called Sophie Grace Holmes who had cystic fibrosis. So oh, I know Sophie. Yeah, Sophie. Yeah, so she came on it. She's Southend girl. So um, she came on. Um, I think it's very different from the male to the female uh, sector when it comes to kind of fitness influencing and, and PT training. Um, I mean, how do, how do you grow it, mate? I mean, I guess the F45 has been great for that in terms of meeting clients and whatnot. Is that right? Or Well, yeah, it's, it's a tough one, really, <laughs> because, yeah, and that's what I mean. Like, I can't really take people away from F45 because they've bought into that brand. Yeah. Um, the, the reason why I started doing F45, though, because it was very similar to what I'm doing. So I've, my online personal training business is called Litness, so balancing lifestyle with fitness. And I feel like that's my niche in the industry. I'm not about eating chicken and broccoli and rice and lifting your shirt up to see you got a six-pack. It's like what can I do to have as less restrictive lifestyle as possible? And what I try and make people do is exercise more, generally move more so they can enjoy the other side of life. Like it, there's the small percentage of people who want to have a six pack, be massive, walking around the beach, looking like a, basically a twat, but um, <laughs> not, not everybody wants to do that. Do they? Most people want to be generally fit um, and be able to enjoy their lifestyle. So I feel like that was the, the sort of niche that I had. And I was filming myself like going traveling, getting pissed. I was just being a normal person, which was a little bit different from what everybody else in the fitness industry was doing. So I think growing an audience was quite cool. I took a year out of work to go traveling and I documented my fitness as I went. And then I sort of tried to keep the momentum going as I came back. Um, and yeah, I was just doing loads of London fitness classes. And I was basically just documenting my lifestyle. And I quickly learned that being a personal trainer is all about being personal. Like everybody's got the same knowledge. Pretty much what you get from one PT to the other is the same knowledge, but it's how you deliver it and what you're doing from a personality perspective. So I just thought if I document who I am on social media, then people will buy into a person as opposed to buying into what they know. And then because yeah. my style of training was a little bit different, I mean, I think I got up to about 250 people on my platform at one point, but now yeah. I've, I've sort of focused on F45 now. So it kind of, it went from all online PT stuff to all F45 stuff. And now for me, somebody who talks about balance all the time. I'm trying to get that balance back from both sides of the business. I mean, I love kind of what you touched on there with the lifestyle and the fitness stuff. Cause you, I see some, you see some of these fitness people on Instagram who are completely unrelatable, Like you cannot relate to. And you know, a lot of it's genetics and some, I love one of those geezers that I see a donut, I'll put it on. I can get quite strong, quite quick, but I, I actively struggle to keep the weight off. So for me, it's, what you say about lifestyle and fitness is it's a massive thing it's it's really relatable i think that's why i wanted to get you on because i was like oh, this guy talks normal sense like it's not this 
you're never going to be a fucking men's health fitness model. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not, that's, that's a, that's a career. That's a full exactly. on career. Um, so you mentioned drinking there. I've self can't get pissed in that. How do you deal with, cause that's the one thing I've actually got to point now. I've started getting in my head. I've looked at the calories of a beer of a pint and then I'm like, fuck, why have I done that? So cause I, I'm, I'm on it in my calorie. I try and work in a calorie deficit if I can. And I look at it and I'm like, if I had 10 pints, which you probably do on the night out really without really knowing it, that's like 1500 calories. Then it's to take the food and then it's the next day. Like, yeah. How do you, how do you, or do you just let yourself all go and just, you know, pepperoni passion, Bob Strong? I mean, for me, it's a little bit different because I burn about 4,000 to 4,500 calories a day just because of the nature of my job. I'm up at 4.30. I do classes oh. six till nine. I then train and I'm I'm always about just walking about doing whatever. So for me, it's a little bit different. I do watch what I eat, um, but it isn't what the average person would be doing. But what I'm trying to show people is that in order to not be restricted with your diet and lifestyle, you do need to increase your output. So it's not yeah. enough just going to the gym once a day. You need to be generally more active. You're going to burn more calories just walking about than you are in the gym. So I hope that what I show people I'm doing goes to show them that they should be being fit and active. And it, it spans much further than just looking good. It's about feeling good as well. So yeah, you get that endorphin rush as you start exercising. But I will say like what isn't good for your body is good for the soul. So if you are going to put pizza in your body or have a few drinks, the mental health benefits of that far outweigh looking good, if you know what I mean. Like I've been, I've done it. I've been through restrictive cycles haven't really seen my mates i've just been boring and you get to a point where you feel like you need a blowout whereas if you're balancing it all the time you can sort of have the best of both worlds mate i love that how did you like with the um like the blowouts and stuff uh you're right if you don't because there's nothing worse than, oh you know i can't i'm not drinking i'm on a diet or whatever it is it mm. kills you doesn't it it does really really kill you in, term, in terms of output to say because a lot of my listeners I say a lot, mate. There's like four, but like <laughs> of, of those four, they've, they've got nine to five jobs. Uh, well, they're generally kind of entrepreneurial to a degree. What, in terms of output and exercise wise, what kind of would you recommend? Kind of like, you got any like daily tips that you can pass on to them? Give them like, they've probably got maybe an hour or so of exercising in the day. They probably could walk, but what would your kind of top, what would Dave's top tips be? So I, I like my protocol of lit. So it's longer interval intensity training. So you've probably heard of HIT, which is high intensity interval training, short bursts of exercise with pretty short um, rest periods. You then got list, which is longer steady state stuff. What I try and do is mix the two together. So you're working at a longer period, but also at a high intensity. So essentially, when you're doing like 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off, it takes you probably 10, 12 rounds to get your heart rate up. Whereas if you say work for four or five minutes at a time, your heart rate goes up and then it stays there as well. So not only are you getting your heart rate up, you're increasing your cardiovascular capacity, which is going to improve your fitness. You're burning a lot of calories in that time. And then if you chuck weights into that mix as well, and you're sort of doing weighted, high-intensity, longer periods, I mean, it's the best bang for your buck for me. And again, as I said, not these 20-minute sessions. If you have got an hour, utilize that hour. Um, and I tend to do – so. Then, in fact, F45 have just come out with some research that says as, as early as 30, your muscle starts to degenerate. So going to the gym and building muscle, it's cool, yeah, to look good. But also you need to start thinking about as you get older, that's going to put you in a better position 
as the muscle starts to degenerate. So lifting weights, compound lifts, squats, deadlifts, rows, presses, stuff like that. I'd split half your session with heavy lifting and then half your session with conditioning or a lit session, whatever it is you want to call it. But trying nice. to get uncomfortable in that time frame. I and mean, actually, yesterday was a good example of this. So we've just started a 45-day challenge at F45. And I looked around the room and I was like, right, how, how hard is that out of 10? Someone said, oh, I don't know, about a five. And I was like, well, you're not going to change your body at a five. You need to be working at like eight to 10. So it needs you to be in the right right mind frame when you go into the gym to then make or like work hard enough to make those changes. So I think a lot of it is mindset. And then a lot of it is also being able to do it. But you need to be in the right headspace going into the gym. So that's where goals and stuff like that are brilliant. Mate, you're bang on. I went to, I've done the assault bike this morning, which is the devil. I think it's yeah. the hardest thing. It's the hardest the hardest bit of a gym like and I was on it and my mate sent me sent me a challenge on it and it was like 20 I think it was like 20 he'd done like 27 calories in a minute and I was like I think that's pretty doable and my I just struggle mentally mate that's my issue but I'd done it right quite comfortably and then I was like I could even like done a lot more but my brain my brain just says nah Carl you're right switch off yeah like what you got any tips for kind of getting over that mental hurdle i think a lot because some we've all been there so i'm gonna have a nice easy like arm session at the gym do you know what i mean yeah. like a nice ca- casual one um i mean that's wrong anyway in a casual gym session but yeah. um you've got like, tips for kind of getting over that mental I, th- I think this is a weird one because it has to come from within there's no there's no one person from an external environment who can say to you do this do that unless you want it yourself now wanting something requires you to have a reason to want it so whether that's better in yourself or you're trying to beat the man next to you or you're doing it to support your family, whatever it is, I think you need to find that reason that's going to keep you accountable. Because me saying, come on, Cole, let's just let's try and up that by two kilograms. You're like, well, what for? What, what, what's the reason? Why do I need to do that? So it's either got to be, well, it needs to come from within, doesn't it? And you need to find a reason to want that, and then you need to try and do everything you can to make that possible. Yeah, mate, I, I, I feel like I need to go to the gym again. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. This is, if one thing's come out of this. With the, just, I'm actually, I'm actually purely asking for myself here, but um, in terms of getting up the, like the cardiovascular, because I actually generally really enjoy being really uncomfortable. I hate the bit of getting to the uncomfortable bit, but when I'm yeah. uncomfortable, I actually quite enjoy that. You know that bit when you're pissing sweat? Yeah. that bit i quite enjoy that because i know i know i'm you know shifting the pounds um what would you recommend is the best because the ones i tend to do are the you've got the assault bike yeah you've got the rower ski i'm doing some weird kind of like wanking <laughs> gesture um and the steps or the treadmill what one i mean I, I'm, you're probably gonna say all four of them but which one is probably best if i was just gonna knock out 20 minutes on one? Oh, i like rowing I like rowing for this. It's so good, yeah. And I think anything that's measurable is good. So, like, even if you can get on the ski erg or the air bike or whatever, do it for a minute first off, see how many calories or how quick you can do it, and then try and match that every time. Then, again, you've got something to work towards. So I know how far I can row or how quickly I can row a 1,000 metres, and then I'll aim for that every time. Then you just try and one better. Even if it's one second, just try and better that every time. And you might not hit it every time, but just having that thing to aim for is decent. But yeah, I, I don't think you can go too far wrong with e- any of those. But yeah, I think the air bike is the devil. It is horrible, isn't it? It just gets you blowing, your muscles, like everything, it kills. 
That's funny because you get on it, think like everyone, everyone, everyone. You kind of look at people that get on the air by actually think, mug, like, why are you getting on that? And then you get on it you know, for a minute, you do it for a minute, and you're like, oh, fuck this, I'm getting off it now. But you, it, it literally kills you. Like, my lungs were like burning. I was like, fuck. But uh, so I've got a real bad potty mouth, mate, by the way. So if you do need to, swear, you, you can. But the thing is, like that actually. So within F45, we've got something called Lionheart, which is essentially a heart rate monitor, and it shows you up on the leaderboard. So imagine mm. 18 people in a studio, all of these heart rate monitors on, trying to get your heart rate as high as possible. It allocates you points the higher your heart rate goes and the longer you stay in that. So again, I think that is a reason to keep yourself accountable or it motivates you. So that's, again, going back to F45, that's why I love that group training environment. But I train like that myself. I've got a heart rate monitor. Um, I set myself an amount of points or whatever it is, calories burnt to do, and then do everything I can to try and hit that. I'm a numbers mate, man, basically. I think I'm going to get myself down to class, mate. <laughs> like, I need I need that a bit of motivation sometimes. And I think, um, I'm trying to think where the fuck Hampstead is. Where is Hampstead? Northwest London? Northwest, Northwest. London, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. sweet. All right, cool. Nice. All right, sweet. I'll, I'll drop your line off this. Um, right. One thing, the big thing I want to talk to you about, which I haven't yeah. got on yet. You were a very early adopter on the old tickety talk, weren't you? I was. And, and now you're, I'm talking to a blue ticker, aren't I? Over here. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> TikTok famous. So uh, for anyone listening, uh, Dave is doing remarkably well on the old TikTok. And I'm, I'm on your TikTok right now. And you've got. Immersive technology has long been thought of as something that is primarily used by gamers and other entertainment applications. Billions of dollars have been spent on advancing the components that make up the technology, but it is still considered niche. Is it a technology that is in search of an application or just a killer app? To help me answer that question, I have with me today Mark Sage, the Executive Director of the Augmented Reality for Enterprise Alliance or AREA. Visit mauser.com slash empowering dash innovation to listen to the full episode. Drew and Jonathan Scott here to tell you that American Family Insurance wants to protect your dreams. So whether you're at home singing in the shower, every note, or prefer singing your heart out in the car like Drew, cruising, you can save up to 23% when you bundle your home and auto insurance with American Family Insurance. Get a quote or find an agent at amfam.com. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Visit mfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI, and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. You've got 440,000 followers, mate, and 10 million likes. That's mad, isn't it? You're a bowler. (laughs) Even when I think of it, I'm like, 440,000 people. That is a lot of people, isn't it? Yeah, but your content's good, mate. It's none of the same shit. It's it's mixed up. It's It's personal. It's a bit about you... Yeah, I think your missus have been on there. You've got your food, and you just got some uh, the pepper pig gin yesterday. Look banging, mate! That, <laughs> mate, yeah. it's so good, so good. Did you make that up? So about a year ago, I did a squashies vodka recipe, and it yeah. went like mad viral. Um, and loads of people were making it, tagging me, and I thought this is brilliant. And then a, a pretty big account has just made it last week, and I thought I need to get back on it and do a different one. So. Um, and there's, there's also an element of like using Marks and Spencer products or Waitrose products. You need to put yourself out there in order to start to work with people. So it was kind of like just testing the water with what I can do. So well, re- well received. Uh, yeah, I mean, people seem to like it. So just wait and see if Marks and Spencer's want to do anything. Good boy. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> like that I'm, I'm completely open and honest about it as well. Like yeah. you have to be a beg to some extent. Um, you need to give out free content in order to get yourself noticed and then 
in order to start working with people. Like that video yesterday, I think on TikTok, it got like 15,000 views or something. Like that's pretty good. If they know that they can get that and they're willing to pay for it next time they do a campaign or something, then... Well, that, that could be an extra 10,000 bags of bloody pepper pigs, isn't it? <laughs> sold in the store. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I love it. Like for me, I find, I find all that social media um, world fascinating. Like I've been fortunate enough to know a few people that have kind of been in and around it and... It's hard, mate. It's really, really, really hard. And um, I don't think people understand that. Like, there's a lot that goes into putting that content together. Uh, hence why you're, you know, you're hiring people now. Like, it's, it's a big it's a big thing. I mean, how did you... Because TikTok, I know it's been around for a while, but it's only really gone mainstream in terms of not kids singing for the last year or so. Or, or forgive my naivety. Um, no, no, you're bang on. Is that, is that about right, mate? So how did you... What made you jump on it? Jump on the old TikTok? So I was actually looking at this not too long ago because somebody else asked me the same question. There's a um, there's basically an influencer app and they do outreach to people to try and promote stuff and TikTok were on there and they asked me to promote TikTok on my Instagram. And bearing in mind, I didn't even have 10,000 followers on Instagram at the time and I got paid £150 to post a video, uh, a post on t- uh, Instagram and then three videos on TikTok. So this was like over two years ago. And I just set up a TikTok account then. I posted a few videos and they went really viral early on because not many people were using it and sort of the content was different. Anyway, I've, I've posted on TikTok every single day since then. I've managed to spark up a decent relationship with TikTok HQ. Um, and I mean, it's just gone from strength to strength. Like, I'll, I'll be stupid not to focus my attention on TikTok because I can guarantee pretty much 10,000 views on each video, which is bigger than any video I've ever done on Instagram. Um, and it seems to be well received. I mean, the demographic, it, you can't actually see from your stats how old people are, but generally, you know, it's a younger audience. So that's why I'm doing all the shirtless chef boy stuff. Like, I don't know if it resonates with older people, but it's working to a certain market on TikTok. So I'm just making the most of it, really. Mate, it's whoever pays the bills, man. You got to do what you got to do. Like, I think it, I think I, what I like is better because obviously I'm a, I'm not a middle-aged man, but I'm a 32-year-old bloke. I mean, I think disregarding <laughs> the fact that, like, there's, all, there's that little bit that I'll see, you know, I'll, you know, they went to my uni, like, it's cool. Like, it's nice to see people that you went uni with do well. Like, I, you know, I'm one of those people that I love to see other people do well in life. And um, I just find it interesting, mate. I love watching kind of people's lives. And I've got an idea I want to run past you, mate. You don't nick it, though, right? So <laughs> it, was actually on, it was actually on TikTok. I think it was actually a hashtag. And you may have even done one, right? But I've fucking love tortillas right you know like tortilla based pizzas yeah right and i bought the domain name tortillas.com i think it's got legs mate i think it's got real legs 100 percent. what like as a little pop-up plan or like selling them start up a pop-up and then get to kind of like a a subway kind of bit of a cooler subway if you know what i mean so you go in there you pick your app like small medium large you put your toppings on goes in the oven for two minutes out you come you can either fold it like a quesadilla or quesadilla as you want to call it uh <laughs> have it as a, like a pizza or have it like a wrap but i think it's got well good legs but you could really market the shit out of it so if you want to if you want to get That's involved actually like, no but like so going back to hey have you seen the chef show actually have you watched that film chef no watch that and then tomorrow you'll be trying to find a van to set up this tortilla business. It's so sick. It's about a man who like quits his job and he um, starts a Cuban sandwich business. And then they've made a spin-off show on Netflix on it, and they show you like how to make all the recipes and stuff. It's sick. sick. It's so sick. Um, 
But yeah, I think in this day and age, especially with social media, we've got to a point where you could literally have 30 different jobs in your lifetime. So say for a year, you wanted to just go and sell tortillas out the back of a van. You could do that. And if it didn't work out, you'd have the best year doing it. And then it's on to the next thing. And I absolutely love that about now. You can, like, I got seven years experience in the corporate world. I'm never going to lose that. But now I can use that experience to do whatever it is I want to do. So I'm, I think you should do it 100%. Sweet, man. I'll, I'll, I'll get you involved. I was on a date and we all past this place and the girl was like, oh, that's that place from TikTok. And I was like, what do you mean? What is that? And it's like literally like, they look really tic- like vibey and they just put a couple of things on TikTok that went viral and there was massive queues, huge queues of people just queuing up yeah. to get, uh, it was a uh, corn dog. Yeah. It was just a corn dog, like a fucking corn dog. But it was on TikTok. It went mad on TikTok. So, yeah, it's mad. And I think you're lucky that you've had the corporate because you're like, you've got that business mindset, obviously the uni as well. So you've got the business mindset behind it and obviously the creativity to make the content. So it's like, realistically, you can fly, can't you now? Because you know that. Yeah, it is hard. It's, It's just staying relevant though, isn't it? Like TikTok is a younger audience. So it's, I'm 31 in July as well. Like how, how, how much longer can I keep cooking with my top off, shouting straight at the chef boy? But as I say, it is working. And I think there's an element of having your audience grow up with you or you growing up with your audience, whichever way it is. So there'll come a point when I need to have a little change in my content and stuff like that. So that's that's essentially why I'm looking to employ somebody. I'd love to get like an 18 to 21-year-old on board who's got fresh ideas and a, and a decent vision. So, yeah, I think, I think it's just staying relevant. I mean, YouTube will be there for a while, though, won't it? I reckon yeah. if you just switch over to that. You could get uh, what a cheeky book. Yeah, I've, I've tried it. I've tried to do my own stuff. It's, um, you know, I don't know. It's, it's hard. just getting the backing from people. Well, I don't even know if it's hard. It's just I'm trying to juggle so much stuff at the moment. If you just focus your attention on one thing, you probably could do it. But I'm literally here, there, and everywhere all the time, every day. <laughs> yeah. are you, uh, You're a morning man, aren't you? Morning and night at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> when, when do you do when like if you're not working? When would you do your workouts in the morning, in the afternoon, or the evening? Mo- no, morning. I'm a morning man for workouts. Yeah, Sweet. I really okay, struggle to do it in the afternoon. Yeah, you need to get lethargic, didn't you? I, I, yeah. I, I have these like monster come downs. No, I'm not back those blood. I don't think they're good for me, mate. I'm pretty, pretty sure they're knocking off my life expectancy. <laughs> but that's like two or three, and by three o'clock, I am like. I feel like a crack addict. Like it was just going to rehab. It's all you do two or three a day. Yeah, I think I've got problems, mate. Don't tell anyone. My mum's My mum's worried about me. She's like, I think you're addicted. I was like, I'm not addicted, mum. I swear. I'm all right. <laughs> but um what I mean, what's your like what do you think's next after TikTok then for for you? Like where Obviously, you're getting the videographer in, and obviously, I think you've always got to be thinking like the next big. Because there was this clubhouse thing that cropped up for a bit. I don't know how that's going now. Have you ever, have you ever dived on clubhouse? Oh, I don't really. This is going to sound proper stupid, but I don't listen to that many podcasts. So, after I made it, essentially, clubhouse is like a podcast that never switches off. And I joined a few things. Do you know what? Actually, and this is this could sound really bad, but it feels like a platform for people to just spout shit on. Like without, I joined so many rooms and I was like, where's this coming from? And it's like, I know people who are on there and I was seeing them talk about all sorts of, and I was thinking 
where, where's the credibility from this come from? This is just you saying stuff without any real backing from it. And I saw quite a lot of people get a big following on Clubhouse quickly. And it was sort of like the following gave them credibility and validation. But I was like, I don't know how true any of this is. Anyway, it may have changed now, but the first couple of weeks I was on there and I just thought, oh, I'm wasting my time here. And, he, and I, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to create a little content piece where I was jumping on and just asking stupid questions and seeing how far <laughs> I could push people. <laughs> so I was just using it as a joke. But um, yeah. oh, sorry, you said what's next? Um, so I think TikTok is here to stay. And if it's not TikTok focused, I think other companies are going to have to keep up with TikTok in order to, again, stay relevant. So, um, I mean, I've got some good relationships with people at TikTok and what I've heard is coming is revolutionary. And I think it's going to change a lot, not only in the content space, but also sort of the influencer marketing space. So I think it's probably well, hands down the best decision I've ever made to jump on TikTok. Um, and I think, yeah, I'm going to try and build up my YouTube following and Instagram's going to keep ticking over. But TikTok for me is just like where it's at for now. How, how did you get then? Because obviously you, you mentioned you done influencing, not influencing, sorry, you documented your travels when you went traveling, your fitness journey. Yeah. How did you get to that point? Was there was there a big jump or was it just a very gradual kind of, in terms of, I'm talking about followers here, in terms of followers, how did you wrap them up? Because, you, you know, you've wrapped them up. Um, was, there, was there a video that went, that was the one, or was it just continually brilliant, brilliant content? <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't say continually brilliant content. It's just, honestly, I've been relentless for about five years now. And the good thing is that I've never had a massive spike in followers. I think the most I've done, I was doing 40K a month at one point on TikTok, and that's sort of like leveled out. Now. Not leveled out, but it's, it's still growing, but it's a lot slower. Um, and I think it's actually done me a favor. And I say this to a lot of people, like there's no point in having one viral video getting 10 million views or whatever and then you've got no content to back it up i think the good thing about my stuff is i've been documenting stuff for so long now that if and when a video does go viral people click on my page and they've got so much to look through and i mean don't get me wrong like a lot of people probably look at my content and think what a noise but a lot of people probably look at it and then they resonate with it or they like it or they find it fun or whatever so i think just slow and steady in this case is winning the race now you see people like i don't know if you've seen that kid ollie ball on TikTok. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah, he cracks me up. But I just think, like, he needs good people. I mean, he's only 15, 16, I think. So he needs good PR and management around him to create that longevity because I've seen him on YouTube and stuff, and he's he's got banter. Like, there's a, there's a future for him, but he just needs to leverage what he's doing now and sort of find an audience to keep going. I really want to get one here, mate. <laughs> <laughs> only ball here. <laughs> My missus is like, why do you find that funny? I'm like, how can you a, not find that funny? I think it's a bloke thing, mate. I yeah. generally think it's a bloke thing. But you're, you're bang on, mate. He's like, kids, that is a big thing for this influence. It, like, I mean, you, you know, we're a bit more long in the tooth now, but some of these kids coming through um, are so young, didn't they? And it's like, I do worry about them because it's, it's a pretty brutal world out there for yeah. some of the comments. I mean, you must have had some horrible comments in the past, but like you might not have but like it must be difficult for him about like ollie for argument's sake he's he's a very young lad and he's going to be getting some absolute knobheads being horrible yeah. to him on there um i think that's one thing i think where tiktok it seems is there comments on tiktok i don't even know you don't comment yeah, on there's TikTok, comments, do no, there are comments, oh, there are on, comments on it i, I um, get some brutal stuff as well and i'd i'd be lying if i said some of it doesn't affect me like obviously i'm 31 years old nearly and <laughs> You, you've got to think that the people saying it's 16, but 
when I first read stuff, I just assume that everybody's the same age as me giving it to me on, on in the comment section. But you'd be surprised. There's older people on there who are saying stuff. And I'm like, how and why are you doing that? So especially for kids who you ask them what they want to be when they're older and they say, I want to be a YouTuber. And then that you have the ability in this day and age to get famous overnight, whether it's on Love Island or social media or whatever it is. It is it's brutal if you don't sort of build yourself up to it. And again, if anything was ever to massively kick off for me, at least I've sort of slowly crept up and it's not going to be a massive shock or change or anything. So yeah. although like I, I do, I'll be lying, like it, I get a buzz when a video goes viral. I like the fact that I've got a lot of followers that there's, there's something there. It is addictive. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, you shouldn't get too hung up on it. What's your favorite vid? Favorite video. The first Gordon Ramsay reaction, I think. Um, what is that for people who don't know so basically Gordon Ramsay launched his TikTok account with a hashtag Ramsay reacts and he was asking people to submit videos basically to get roasted Um, and mine was the second video that got reacted to and he just absolutely went to town on me but I love Gordon Ramsay as well so it was was sort of like a a celebrity, you know you get starstruck it was a brilliant moment for me but at the same time, that was when I was doing 40k followers a month, and it kind of messed me up a little bit because people just assumed that what you were doing was bad content. But now, obviously, <laughs> looking back on it, and he's reacted to like hundreds of people, he's slated everybody but one, I think. So um, it was good, but bad at the same time. It's massive for the food. I think t- where one th- like for food, it's a massive platform mm. for kind of creative food people out there because it is. Maybe more so than anything else, actually. I think that's one thing. I mean, maybe that's just because stuff that I look at is like, I watch people like, falling over and stuff, and then there's <laughs> loads of food accounts. Yeah. And I think that's I think that's where a lot of, I see a lot of so many restaurants and that, like locally that could do some so much better. And I was like, why do you not jump on this TikTok hive? And I think there's, a, I think there is a real gap for people who don't actually understand that TikTok is there. I think they just assume it's for kids listening to Frozen, but it's not. There's yeah. so much more to it. And I think it's a hole. You can get in a TikTok hole, can't you? You go on there, you Big see it on your phone. Time. It's Big deep, time. Mate. I think I'm still coming out of it from 2019, <laughs> mate. <laughs> I think the thing for me with TikTok, though, is so, and this is my marketing background coming in. Traditional media was sort of like billboards, bus stop advertising, even TV adverts to some extent. But People are obviously still walking around, but they're walking around looking at their phones. People aren't watching TV. They're watching catch-up and Netflix and stuff like that. So TikTok for me is the new modern marketing whereby people are on their phones. You need to be targeting the place that they're looking at. So whether it's for exposure or you're just trying to build your own brand, you'd be stupid not to be on it because it's literally where everything is happening. Yeah, so I had um, I it's on my sister's TikTok, right? And I grabbed an aubergine because I like aubergines because they've got really nice texture to them like they're quite soft but firm like very much like something else you know that's why they are what they are you know they are memes and i was just grabbed it and i just smashed my missus on the head right and she went ow and i went brujine <laughs> and i don't like five i don't like five times like, mate it, it done really well like it? It, yeah 
Like that's my. I thought that is it. I thought I'm gonna be famous, but then I got I'm a bit have of to steal it. I'm have to mate, steal it, <laughs> mate. It's wicked, mate, I'll, I'll ping it to you. <laughs> it was good. like really low budget quality, mate. It was like watching a really grainy porno, but still, it was good, man. <laughs> um, and the people don't need to know that, but um, <laughs> it's not. It's not relevant. I'm actually cracking up over it. <laughs> oh, yeah, mate, give, give it a go, mate. Honest, because they're so they make such a beautiful noise when they hit the skull. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't hurt them per se, but they're going to say out anyway because you're hitting them. Not that we condone hitting your partners with any kind of vegetable or in general or anything, but um, I've gone off on tangent. <laughs> Fuck. Right. Um, <laughs> right. Um, two last points, mate. I know you're a busy man. Firstly, are we going to win the Euros? Yes. We are. We are. It's coming home. Do we want to win the group? <laughs> Do you know what? I have no idea what is going on with football. I've, I've kind of fallen out of love with it since VAR and no fans and stuff like that. I, I don't even know. I couldn't even name you the England squad at the moment. Really? David, mate? I know. Terrible. You're Terrible, a uni first team. You're a uni I, first team, weren't you? I know. I know. I used to, ha- I used to hate you guys. You're so popular. Bowling <laughs> <laughs> around in our blue jackets thinking <laughs> we were the bollocks. Fucking purple Wednesdays. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're going to win and I'll go and do my research. Good man. Good man. And lastly, mate, you've been a pucker guest, mate. I've laughed. I, I, I needed that on this Friday, mate. So um, what's the dream, mate? I love to know people's dreams, mate. That's what. Do you know what? Like, And my, the answer to this has changed so much in the last probably eight months. I've just... I've recently got a girlfriend and she's made me become so much more present and made me realize what's actually proper valuable in life. So before it was like, I don't get me wrong. I love working and I love being busy and I love doing this and I love content creation, but it's the times when you're not doing that and sort of appreciating what putting all that effort in is allowing you to do. So the dream, I guess saying that would be to, to actually do something with her and work with her and enjoy it together. Cause I, I love loving my job and I want other people to love what they do. And if you can sort of monetize the things that you like doing, it sounds so cliche. Um, but that, that's really where you're winning. Um, and yeah, I don't know what, what is the dream continue growing. The whole idea of the shirtless chef stuff is to sort of show people what my ethos is. I'm trying to show people that you can balance lifestyle fitness. If people see me put on weight when I've got my top off, but I've been smashing it in Ibiza or something or, eating burgers for two weeks they'll be able to see that so it's kind of getting that educational stuff across but also having fun with it at the same time um and hopefully employing many more people so the videographer is just the first one and hopefully you can get to a point where i'm just creating content having a good time and ultimately monetizing it so you can have a good life mate love that mate nothing wrong with that mate that's uh I resonate with what you're, everything you're saying there, mate. So, um, yeah, fair fucks, mate. Fair fucks. And for everyone listening, I'll put links to Dave's bits. Um, not Dave's bits. That's not my bits. <laughs> you can find them on OnlyFans. <laughs> no, so, da- so Dave's um, links. And you want to get in touch, fitness, or follow his TikTok, or anything else they can get in touch with you with? Like just a chat or and just a chat yeah, yeah. yeah. Me as well. you'll go pub something sweet mate sweet <laughs> you need to come in for a session as well so yeah let's I'll get come that down sported. mate depots mate well thank you ever so much my friend you've been a quality guest and I hope people enjoy this podcast and um, yeah we'll um, tune in next week guys <laughs> <laughs>